When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. I took a picture of my thing for the next question, and so I wanted to have it up. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. With Rami. Well, honestly, we're always trying to find better players at all the positions. And, uh, you know, um, every team has certain holes. But, you know, it's not necessarily in the draft. We can take care of those things through free agency. We can take care of them, um, you know, with trades or any, any other combination of things. Welcome in. Mackie and Jeb with Rami here. About 27 hours before the first round of the NFL draft, and five hours into our 36 hours of purple special here on Score North, the Score North app, and scorenorth.com, presented by Dennis Kirk and the Canopy Group. We're giving you 36 straight hours of purple talk all the way through the first round of the draft. And also, the draft day 1K giveaway is in full swing. We are giving away $1,000 to somebody who can correctly predict who the Vikings' first pick will be this week. Now, if they trade all their picks, we'll figure that out. But whoever their first pick is, didn't even consider that. Try to identify it by opening the Score North app or download it if you don't already have it. Register, enter through listener rewards in the menu, and enter the name of the player you think will be picked. It's worded very carefully. So, yeah, like, if they trade pick. their twenty second pick, if they trade twenty five, they trade the second yeah, round what pick. If they don't, so, if they don't have a first round pick, it's You're fine. Just whoever they took in exactly. the second. I mean, I don't round, even know. Good. Exactly. This could yes. be like write that down. I don't even know if we put a year on it. So, if they do, if they pull a Mike Ditka <laughs> and they trade their whole draft, technically, wouldn't it be the first pick in two thousand twenty one? I don't know. Let's ask Ross. Brendel. The lawyers are coming to tackle you right now, Phil. <laughs> I mean, Ditka did draft somebody that year. He drafted oh, Ricky Williams. That's true. That's who he traded for. That's who he traded. That's the pick he was trying to acquire. That's a good point. Which, by the way, the only player that was drafted by the Washington Football Club in exchange for that trade, who ended up being anything, was Champ Bailey. And Champ Bailey for Ricky Williams, when you look at Ricky Williams' career and resume, not that bad a trade. Not that bad a trade. No, turned out to be be good for (laughs) all sides, really. Good God. So we've got all kinds of things here. We're expected to be joined for a special mock draft in about 10 or 15 minutes here. Sounds like today is the day for our guy Randy in Cottage Grove to give his seven-round Vikings oh. mock. We've cleared the runway for him early on here. Have, did okay? we find out? Is he bringing a sponsor? I don't know. And are we okay? I it hope if he not. Is. I mean, if we're not getting any of the money, then not, pre- he's not going to use our platform. Are we prepared right now if he has cut a side deal to, to look the other way, given the circumstances of the fact that I really want seven round draft. 
we'll see what happens. Okay, Rami, I'm not. I'm not here just to. We're not just going to whore out it's our set, platform. That's a dangerous precedent, Judd. <laughs> Sets a very dangerous precedent. <laughs> Maybe we can reach a business agreement with Randy and Kadich. Okay, all right, I'm just throwing it out there. Also, I sent a note to our offensive lineman loving friend, Mike Golick Jr. from Golick and uh, Wingo in the morning and said, we would just love, the Vikings are in the market for an offensive lineman in the draft tomorrow. Can you just come on and give us your full meat and potatoes breakdowns of all the offensive linemen that they might have a chance to draft in the first, second, and third rounds? And he said, yes, absolutely. So that'll happen in about 30 minutes from now. And write that down on this Wednesday. But there's so many things to dive into since we were last on yesterday together, gentlemen. Let's start with Percy Harvin, okay? The Vikings have one legitimate wide receiver right now. Percy Harvin hasn't played football in like a half decade. He's only 31 years old, and I don't know if he saw Rob Gronkowski come back and said, wait a second, I can still do this too, if he needs money or if he just wants to play again or all of the above. To what extent would you guys kick the tires on Percy Harvin in a Vikings uniform again? First off, didn't the league recently relax its marijuana rules? Yeah, you can't get punished at all anymore. Unless you're dealing it, I think. Well, That's well, a problem. sure, okay. Don't uh, deal not, it. You can but, smoke it, don't don't sell it. I'm not accusing Percy of dealing, though, and I'm saying that, that I believe he came out at some point in the last couple of years and admitted that he was basically high for most games in which he played, which at that point in time was a problem. And if you go back to, he fell... Um, coming out of the draft in 2009 based on the fact that he failed a combine drug test. I told Collar, no thanks for me, given the fact that the Vikings, in my mind, aren't one player away. If you were one player away, I'd do it. Collar disagreed completely. I said, the problem, too, is, is this goes back to Spielman and the fact that Percy, you know, at the end here, Percy forced his way out by getting in screaming matches with less Frazier. Like, of all people, to get in screaming matches with. Maybe the yeah, nicest yeah, football maybe coach. Maybe he's mellowed out a little bit. But the fans, the fans do not agree with yours truly. I, I put a, a vote out a couple hours ago about Percy wanting to return to the National Football League after three seasons away, and I said, should the Vikings try to bring back the wide receiver? Absolutely, 63.7%. No way, 36.3%. If the fans are speaking, Rami Maklov, they want Percy Harvin to be given a chance here. I mean, what does it hurt to kick the tires, to bring him in, see what he's got, see where he's at in his life, his mental state, his emotional state? Is he happy? Is he in a good place? Is he stable? Is everything is everything good in Percy Harvin's life, and does he still have football left in the tank? And if, if he checks all the boxes, I was the guy who said kick the tires on Antonio Brown. Why not? Why do we just cast people off and treat them as they're disposable, especially when we're talking about people who can – who can help you, who can make you a better football team or whatever whatever business it is that you're running and looking to hire people for, if they can help you and make you a more successful business and not hold you back and not be a detriment, yeah. I don't I don't I don't I don't see what the drawback is in kicking the tires. I can't say definitively if I would sign them or not. I I I'm not going to get my hands on Percy Harvin or get him to get get him for an interview or 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 a workout or anything else, but if the Vikings have a need at wide receiver, and they do. And Percy Harvin wants to come back. Why not explore the possibility? What is there? To, what What does it hurt to explore the possibility? So I don't think there's a huge downside to it because he's not going to command a lot of money. It'll be like a like like some sort of veterans minimum type of a deal, right? Maybe with some incentives. I don't know how the contract would work, but I'm actually out not for personality reasons, not for the reasons that Judd lists, that he's just a volatile personality that's going to fight with even the most mellow head coach. I'm actually out for football reasons, for two main football reasons. 
His last truly productive season was six years ago now. So he's been out of the league for four years. He's actually going to turn 32 at the end of May. So let's call him 32 years old. His last truly productive season was 2014, in which he caught 51 passes for just under 500 yards, one touchdown. He also ran the ball 33 times for 202 yards because you can use him out of the backfield a little bit. And and the other reason is he's always been one of the most overrated players in the NFL. So, oh, he, but he can do everything. He's like a Swiss Army knife. Yeah, like he's okay at a lot of things when he was in his prime, when he was faster, by the way, than he would be at 32. But he was never great at anything in particular. He was never a great route runner. He wasn't a great deep ball threat. He was just kind of like the guy that you would throw bubble screens to and maybe have a trick play reverse that you would hand the ball off to him in the backfield. And that was in his prime. Like his prime years were, you can't really trust him to like beat a guy one-on-one down the sidelines. He's not really a super reliable route runner, but let's just like trick up the offense and get and he's a little bit like Cordero Patterson that way. If he came out now, I, I think he, he could be an absolute star coming out now. But at 32, my problem but is if this. he was 22 right now. Yes, yes. If 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 this was 2009 and offenses operate like they do today, I think Percy Harvin could be a dynamic, you know, type of player who if you put him with Andy Reid and the Chiefs could be just really really dangerous. All of that being said, my problem is at 32, if you sign him and then Cousins doesn't find him on the field and he starts to complain, he immediately is not worth that. At 22, he might be. Probably would be. At 23. At 32, then I'm saying, really? We're going through this? And and I will go back to continuing my theme. If the Vikings were a piece away, I might do it. If the Vikings needed, if they had been forced to trade Stephon Diggs and they had cornerbacks and they had everything else and left tackle was set and you said to yourself, all right, you got Thielen, but you don't have the next guy. And that's all I think that I need. I might do it. They're not. Yeah. Do you guys want some more fodder here that just came across? Have you guys seen? We want more. We have 36 hours to fill. Yes, we want more fodder. <laughs> Sorry, it, was a, it was a rhetorical oh, question. Okay. Rhetor- <laughs> rhetorical question. <laughs> Rami's agitation might be the highlight of my day. <laughs> <laughs> what the bleep do you think? You moron. Of course throw out another topic. <laughs> God's God sakes. Poor guy's been cramped in a cramp room for a month and a my half. My apologies, guys. My we apologies. called our uncle in, in the basement. Hey, you want to come up? Of course I do. Cabin fever is getting to me, gentlemen. All right, this is from ProFootballTalk.com. Okay. Tom Brady's idol, who left the team with which he won four Super Bowls, thought Brady should stay in New England. Another Hall of Fame quarterback who changed teams late in his career told Brady to embrace the opportunity to start over. Quote from Brett Favre on Sirius XM NFL Radio today, I spoke to Tom briefly at the Super Bowl. They did the top 100, and we had a chance to visit a little bit. I didn't say, what are you going to do? I just said, hey, if you're thinking about going elsewhere, I said, go for it. And he asked me, if I had to do it all over again, would I do it the same way? And I would. End quote. Of course you would. How about Tom Brady back-channeling, not even back-channeling, just like face-to-facing Brett Favre at the Super Bowl and saying, all right, just like in theory, if I were to leave the Patriots. Uh, Brett Favre giving him the go-ahead, and Brett Favre saying, even though I was lying motionless on the frozen ground at TCF Bank Stadium, maybe with foam coming out of my mouth against the Chicago Bears, I wouldn't trade any of that. I would make the same decision. Do you think Favre told Tom, it was up to me, and I was you, 
I'd go with the Jets. Well, the quote continues. He said, it wasn't as successful as I'd hoped in New York with the Jets, but I'm glad I had that opportunity. His situation obviously is different than mine. There's no reason to think that they didn't want him back in New England, and it would be dumb not to want him back. And I know that they wanted him back, but I just think he wanted to try his hand at something else, knowing he can still play, just see if he can do uh, the magic that he's done in New England with another team. I certainly think he can, and I think it's a good fit for him. I think they have a very good team, and they are much better now. Adding Gronk only makes it better. I mean, what what reason would Brett Favre have to say, no, I would do things differently? He came, he went to New York, and yeah, that, that didn't go great. But then he came here, had a great season, stuck it to the Packers the first chance that he got, and it didn't... Ultimately, he didn't win a right. Super Bowl here, but after all was said and done, now he's beloved pretty much here in Minnesota, and he's been welcomed back into the family in Green Bay. There were no re- long-term repercussions for him that he would he, that would make him want to go back and change anything. Everything worked out hunky dory for Brett Favre, and that's and you just nailed it because if I think if Packers fans were still at an arm's length with Brett Favre, if if they were still if they still had a bad taste in their mouths and they still hadn't honored him at Lambeau Field, I think he would regret it. Because he Brett Favre, more than almost any top athlete I can remember, seeks the approval of fans and people around him, right? He just he doesn't like to he doesn't like to be hated. He doesn't like to be the villain. So the fact that Packers fans came back around makes it easy for Brett to not regret the decision to go to mostly the Vikings, really is what the discussion's well, about. Like the, the Jets, Jets are kind of irrelevant. The Jets got used. Yeah. I'd love to ask Brett one question though. If you could have, if you could have won the 2009 Super Bowl as a Viking, which obviously would have caused longer term friction for an amount of time with the Packers, would you go down that path? Because I'm sure his answer is yes. And again, to, to go back to our conversation a couple weeks ago, if he wins a, a Super Bowl here. I'm not saying by now that it couldn't start to smooth, but it would have taken yeah. longer. And the, his ultimate goal was to was to shove it as far up the Packers as he possibly well, could. To boil your question down, what's more important to Brett Favre, another Super Bowl championship with a team that's not the Packers, or the relationship well, with Packers fans? But I would argue that his relationship with Vikings fans would have been ten times, as, and it's great now, but it would have been ten times but, as good if he delivers a Super but Bowl. But Brett being Brett, if you if you could have said, okay, you get traded by the Packers, they get you out of the division, which was their goal to the Jets, you win a Super Bowl there, and and you got a championship there. I think, yeah, he's like, that's cool. But the whole thing in... The whole thing in coming here yeah. was to stick it to Ted and McCarthy and the Packers. So I think that Brett Favre would... If you had said to Brett Favre, okay, you, you wouldn't be accepted in, in Green Bay again until, let's say, 2025, but you've got a Super Bowl and you proved the Packers to be as wrong as they could possibly be, I think that Brett would say, if filled with truth serum, I take that. If he won a Super Bowl in, in New York, he's he's welcome back into the good graces of Packers fans just as fast as, as he already was. Agreed. Because Packers, there wasn't really a lot of hostility towards Brett Favre when he got traded to the Jets. People were mad at the Packers. People were maybe frustrated with Brett Favre that he hemmed and hawed at the possibility of retirement for so many years and forced the Packers to do what they did. But I didn't sense that there was animosity towards Brett Favre until he finagled his way to Minnesota, a division rival and a team who Packers fans love to point out have an empty trophy case. So had he taken that away from them, to go and win one for the rival and take that that 
that bullet in the gun, so to speak, when it comes to trash talk away from Packers fans against Vikings fans. I don't I don't know I don't know how long it would have taken. I can tell you this though. They have a pretty hard and fast policy in Green Bay that if a Green Bay football player makes it to the Pro Football Hall of Fame, their number goes up in the ring of honor. It gets retired, their name goes up in the ring of honor. So it would have been interesting to see had he won a Super Bowl for the Vikings and then they follow through on that policy and retire that number and have a ceremony if Brett Favre's not standing at the 50-yard line of Lambeau Field getting booed. If he wins a Super Bowl for the Vikings. That would be amazing to watch. Inject that into my veins. Am I, <laughs> am I missing something? Tweet from Jesse here. He says, did Rami really just say Favre is beloved in Minnesota? Boy, no, sir. Dude, Jesse, you are. Am I missing something? Am here? I missing something? No, Rami, you're not missing something. Okay, okay if, Brett right. Favre, if Brett Favre walks in, let's say it's halftime of a Monday Night Football game at U.S. Bank Stadium, and, the, and Brett Favre is going to be honored in some way. 70,000 people get on their feet and give that guy a standing ovation here in Minnesota. People still wear that jersey. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, there's like to me there's no animosity. Are, are some people torn? Some people probably absolutely oh, yes, but are but is the entire Viking fan base torn? No way. He got you to a I mean, yes, he didn't he threw a bad pass to Sidney Rice for Sidney Rice, but he got you to the title game. No and again, without him, you don't get near that game. Yeah. That season does not go that way. All due respect to our friend Sage with uh, Sage or now the late Tavares Jackson starting quarterback. I want to mock. Mock. I want to mock. Mock. I want to mock. Randy in Cottage Grove. Happy NFL Draft Eve, our friend. It's a, it's a, great, uh, it's a great time. It's, it's the best. Best, you know, one of the best uh, best days, couple of days, really now at this point of the of the year, and uh, I'm just really excited. You know, I of course can't have a, a get together. I'm a little upset about that, but um, we might just find a way to crack a couple couple cold ones anyway. Just just kind of, you know, we, we, the beauty of the draft night is you put in the work. I don't know, I don't remark on the fly. You know, you just get you get a look at uh, how it shakes down and. Hand out your letter grades for uh, you know all the guys of us who mock, and uh, I'm really happy about uh, my my full seven. And uh, but I got to say that um, I, I I got I, I learned something that made me a little bit upset, and I'm gonna have to pick a bone with you you guys about. I thought we had I thought the water was under the bridge. Yeah, I thought we were good, Randy. Well, this isn't about the uh, Tinia Curis. Um, it's um, jockage. So. I, Natinia Chris. Uh, someone told me uh, a guy who actually who I bowl with uh, said he saw that you you guys said I was going to be coming on and doing doing the mock and uh, and uh, I said I'm real excited. I'm gonna do the full seven rounds and and, and this guy said uh, you know what they do on that they they fade you out. He said they 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 they, they fade you down. What? And and they they go to we never uh, we never Randy. fade you out. That, that's what that's what he said. He said you fade you fade, fade me out and go to a, a, a advertisement uh, it, it, advertisement. Well, I mean free. sometimes we, I would say sometimes we reduce your volume a little so that we can move on to but other then it comes things. Back we up. always come back. Uh, yeah. What that is is that that's a that's a bait and switch and it's not not what I signed up for um, and. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna have to penalize uh, your listeners. I'm sorry, but um, penalize uh, the, the station here on the show. I'm not gonna give you the full 
every pick in the draft. I, 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 I'm not. You don't get that now. You just get all. All you get is the Vikes. That's all I'm going to give you. Oh, you know, that's every, terrible. That's oh, no, too bad. Randy, come on. Hey, Are you sure you don't want to just give us all the picks? Nope. We promise not to fade you. Whatever down. we get, Randy, we appreciate no. what you do no. for us and I, the listeners. I, I draw a line in the sand. First off, you, you hose me on my. My sponsor that one time I lost them. By the way, they they didn't renew, and uh, and now I don't even have one. So, so we're just going to do the Vikes and, and the rest of it. You know, you you people who know me, you know my full mock, and, and you get access to it. And uh, but all I'm going to do here is the Vikes. And, and and sorry, you know, if you're looking for the other picks, and you're not going to find them on this show. Well, listen, for any potential advertisers out there, okay. It's at Randy Vikes sixty nine. Okay, if you if you're looking to attach yourself to some great draft content, wherever wherever it is, I I don't know, but Randy Vikes sixty nine. Hey, Randy, the, real quick place. before you get into the mock, uh, you said your buddy who you bowl with told you this. You're not still you're not still bowling, are you? No, okay. I, I, I'm. I personally can't. Some of the guys are getting into a couple different lanes under the. Under the radar, I I personally, you know, uh, quarantine or not, I can't leave the house till July. Oh, that's right. Yeah, till July. But yeah. um, hmm. but uh, no, you you, uh, you you don't have to worry about me. I can't go anywhere. Okay. So, okay. Okay. So this is it. All I'm going to do is the Vikes. I draw a line in the sand on this thing. I'll give you all the Vikes picks if you want to do the the music. Um, I want to mock. mock! Coming up first, in the first round, we got two picks, and that makes us mockers snug. At 22, I absolutely love this pick. It's Josh Jones, the offensive tackle from Houston. He's 6'7", he's 3'10", and he's a stud. I'm a little worried he's not going to fall, but if he does fall, that's an easy pick. At 25... Let's get a little weapon for Kirk, and we're going to go offense twice in the first round. This is Justin Jefferson, wow. wide receiver, LSU. That's a hell of a first round. That is strong. And that's a lot of alliteration there, too. I mean, think about all the J's in that first round. What's that? Nothing. Just go to the Let's second go to round. the second round. Can't wait to the second round. Time to pay attention to the defense, and you know Zim is going to love this kid. Bryce Hall, the cornerback from Virginia. He's an absolute ball hawk, and Zim is going to be stoked to get him here. Let's go to the third round. Pick 89. I debated this for a while, but I think he makes the most sense here. This is Jabari Zaninga, defensive end from Florida. He's solid. 6'3", he goes 245, and he has a motor that does not quit. Jabari Zaninga. At 105, we're going to do another offensive line fortification. Yes. Yes. Careful there. Here's another big guy, too. 6'5". He's a stud. Kelvin Throckmorton from Oregon. Boy. Absolutely love him. That sounds like an offensive line. Great film, right, Randy? You you, got to see it to believe it. Round four. We're going to go offense another time. You can't even believe this draft so far. But if he falls, we're going to take him. The big 6'6 wideout from Texas, Colin Johnson. There's some weapons on the board, and then that would absolutely be a no-brain pick there. 
Let's go to the fifth round, pick 167. Oh, yeah. Another toy for Zim on D. J.R. Reed, the safety from Georgia. Love that pick. Is that Jake Reed's son? Yeah, that's Jake's That's kid. Jake Reed's son. Former Viking. That's yeah. that, it doesn't matter to me. He's a good player is what I care about. Round six. Bloodlines. 201. I mean, the bloodlines are good. Yeah, you probably watched him, Randy. Yeah. 201. Here's another quarterback, and he is an absolute gamer. It's Chase Whitaker from Arizona. Oh, yeah. Good football name. Oily hips, too. This is going to be the third offensive tackle here at 205 that we take, and I think it's a no-brain pick. It's Colton McKivitz from West Virginia. This guy gives us three offensive linemen all over 6'5", and that makes me absolutely snug. So snug. How snug does it make you? Let's round out the seventh round. All right. Zim's three picks right in now. the seventh. A lot of people like to overlook these late-round picks. Not, not, not the Vikes. We, we always get great value late. And here's a guy who, if he's there, I can't even believe it. Terrence Steele from Texas Tech, the offensive tackle. That would be four offensive linemen in this draft, and I think everybody would be okay with that. Do they all play left tackle? You could just have four left tackles in your starting lineup. It's a call. It's a for competition, Jeff. They're not all going to make the squad. Okay, that's Phil. And two forty nine. Here's another cornerback now, James Pierre, Florida Atlantic. He's a little bit of a project, but that's okay. Zim can work with a project corner. And finally, at two fifty three, we're going to take a quarterback in this draft. It's going to be Steven Montez from Colorado. Wow, he's six five. Again, a little bit of a project. We can stash him. He's no cow loader, but he's pretty darn good. And I want to mock. Mock! I want to mock. Mock! Wow. wow. There it is. Yeah. And, I, and I, I think a lot of people are, are going to be real excited when they see that first round go the way I think it's going to go tomorrow night. So we'll see. I'll, I'll check in with you guys next week and uh, see just how many of those I nail. If you recall, I did nail Mike Hughes a couple of years ago, yeah. and uh, it's more than you know most of most of the mockers in town can say. So, hey Randy, can I, I uh, can I pass along a question from a, a listener uh, that tweeted at us while listening to your mock intently? Uh, uh, did, did, did I hear a child's voice in Randy's background? You got kids running around there, Randy? I didn't know you were a dad. Yeah, that's that's my niece. Okay. Okay. And uh, my niece's child, I should say. And uh, there's a few different people living here during this whole situation. It's a complicated, uh, complicated situation. But you've got um, you got a bunch of different folks. Um, like how many? Well, you know, it's a it's a Squad? multi-family. It's a duplex is what we have, and. Um, and uh, you know, this is just—it's we—we're we, just going to keep it uh, keep it on lockdown, as they say. And we got uh, some some different age folks. Uh, you know, I'm I'm not not the oldest one here. There's a couple folks even a little bit older than me. We're, we're being real safe. When we get a pizza, we spray the pizza, the pizza pie itself with uh, with uh, the, the aerosol. aerosol no, Randy, I don't think that's no, what no, no, man. No, and, that's... Uh, it, it, we've been taking all the necessary procedures, and Randy. we're. We're going to be just just fine. So, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and uh, you know put the finishing touches on this one. That's uh, it shouldn't change a whole lot from what you just heard. And of course, the other 29 teams are doing some some cool things too. But your your listeners don't get to know about it. So uh, that's it. Uh, school and uh, you know have a great mock. <laughs> Did he kidnap a child? 
That's what I was wondering. Did we just stumble into a Dateline I episode there? I don't know. Well, he's on Lock 2020. Do you want to? Uh, do you really want to know? You ever watch those shows on like Friday night, 2020, Dateline, whatever, where you know creepy people kidnap kids and no one finds out Who, for like four who's years? Who's the guy that 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 used to show up at people's houses? Um, or oh, what was they would name? invite him? They would invite them to a house. It wasn't and then Keith would, Morrison. No, it wasn't no, Keith that's Morrison. A different guy. No, it would be the guy who'd be like, yeah, uh, why, yeah, why are you here? Um, what are you yeah, doing so, here? That was, yeah. <laughs> that was his stock line every time. Some perv would walk into yeah. the back Chris, door. Chris, Chris Hansen? Chris, yes, yes, Chris Hansen. Yeah. What are you doing here? Not to be confused with Scott Hansen. So, uh, on the red uh, I don't know. What are you doing here? The, the quad box. Yeah, it might mean something different, depending <laughs> on the time of year. Chris Hansen was great, though, because he could straight face, like, he'd just be sitting there and just, like, chilling in the kitchen, and some guy would walk in thinking he's going to go hang out with a 14-year-old, like, that he met on the internet. Absolutely. Like, wearing a robe and carrying a four-pack of, like, fuzzy navel. And then they'd be like, I'm just here for, I'm a plumber. I was. Just, uh, I just like that he always, he always gave him the hope that he was just going to let him walk away scot-free, and then as soon as they stepped out the door, some guy... Like an undercover cop dressed as a bush would like jump up and tackle him <laughs> and take him down, and then like six cops would be like swarm, swarm, and just take this dude out. And it's like they always had transcripts of their AOL chats too. It's like, <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just the delivering pizza. Why don't you have a seat? Well, make me. I have the transcripts in front of me. Are you? I like Harry Backs four two seven nine on Instant Messenger. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Just have a seat there, buddy. <laughs> Speaking of Harry Backs, Mike Golick Jr. joins us next. Wow. Talk. Wow. Yeah, that's not nice. That's no way to treat. We him. don't know. Potatoes. We don't know that he's a Harry Back. I'm saving well, that we'll ask him. That's how we're introing. I mean, he sounds like he. <laughs> he sounds like a guy that might probably does. Let's be honest. All right. We're going to talk Vikings, meat and potato, offensive line prospects, and more as 36 Hours of Purple rolls on here. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. Quick thank you to DennisKirk.com for supporting Score North and Mackie and Judd with Rami. It's obviously crazy times right now, but one thing you still can do is get out and ride, and the weather seems to be telling us it's time to get you and your motorcycle ready for this year's riding season. DennisKirk.com is a Minnesota-based worldwide retailer of parts, accessories, and apparel for avid bikers of all kinds. Whether you ride a Harley, Cruiser, sport bike, dirt bike, or any other type of motorcycle, they have what you need. And through May 28th, Dennis Kirk is offering 0% interest for up to 12 months, over 160,000 products in stock and ready to ship today. DennisKirk.com not only offers a huge in-stock selection, but also guaranteed best prices, fast same-day shipping, and a satisfaction guarantee. They truly are the best in the business. Order by 8 p.m. and get it tomorrow. $89 orders ship free. DennisKirk.com. Order today. Get it tomorrow. Jonathan here with the Score North download. Score North is giving away $1,000 to someone who correctly predicts the first draft pick by the Purple in this week's draft. It's the Draft Day 1K giveaway. Here's how you can win. Download or open the Score North app, register your app, and enter to win in listening rewards. And you have to follow the directions for the Draft Day 1K giveaway. Over at scorenorth.com right now, we've got your Vikings draft coverage, well, covered, as Matthew Collar has his article where he does a Vikings draft sim all seven rounds, just like Randy did. Football. And he analyzes it. So go over there at scorenorth.com for free right now. You can read that and then go yell at him on Twitter because he's expecting it because 
really hasn't been that well taken to. Fans haven't liked that one. So go check that out and yell at him on Twitter. That's been your Sport North Download. Now back to Mac and Jonathan Rami. All right. Thank you, Jonathan. 36 hours of purple. That's what we're in the middle of right now on Score North, scorenorth.com, and the Score North app. <laughs> Real quick, before we get to Mike Golick Jr., Rami, what did Randy in Cottage Grove just tweet? So one of our listeners said we may want to call on uh, Randy because he's using Lysol spray on his pizza for his family. Randy quote tweeted that and said, you spray it, then blow dry it off. <laughs> no, dude. No. No. That's... No, that's not how. I what if he's right about that? I can't imagine way. we're talking to too many people out there, but. What if Randy Vikes You don't need right. to put Lysol on your pizza. I mean, you could use some wipes on the crust if you're not going to eat the crust. I guess. You know, it's, if, it's just, baked in a 500 degree oven, man. There are no oh, germs on your pizza. Man. How are you handling your pizza takeout or delivery, Mike Golick Jr.? You know what? I'll give the box a wipe down if I'm feeling ambitious, but there's no way I'm wiping a slice or anything like that, man. Like at, at at some you know what? At some point, if we stand for nothing, we're gonna fall for anything. And I feel like I'm doing more harm to my body putting Lysol on my pizza than I am potentially wiping anything off of it. Yeah, I mean, at some point, you got to draw a line and just let the cards fall where they may with exactly. coronavirus. It could prove to be genius, guys. Could I prove to be absolutely genius. So, all right, it, it could be. It could be, but you know what? I'm not willing to go that far. Social distance, stay home, but you don't got to wipe your pizza. <laughs> so, all right, Mike Golick Jr., offensive line aficionado. The Vikings are always in the need, it seems like, for offensive linemen. I think if you were to make a ranking of their draft needs, you might put cornerback above it and wide receiver. They need a number two wide receiver, but they almost certainly are going to draft an offensive lineman somewhere fairly early, I think, anyways. Give us... Who are like the four or five guys? Give us your meat and potatoes breakdowns of who we should keep an eye out for on behalf of the Vikings on, uh, let's just say, nights one and two of the draft. Yeah, so night one of the draft, late in that one, I'm not sure if you're going to go for tackle at that point in it. Like at the end of round one and you know around the area where you guys are picking, it seems like with a lot of the rumors, the four big players in the tackle game are going to be off the board probably. I mean, when you're talking about guys – like Jedrick Wills, Mackay Beckton, Andrew Thomas, Tristan Wirfs, like the big four of this year's tackle draft are probably going to be off the board. So if you get late there, the guys that are super interesting to me and, and big-time athletes, I look at Austin Jackson from USC, 6'6", 3'10", really, really smooth athlete, especially in pass protection there. Tons of upside because he's still kind of a raw guy technique-wise. A lot you can work with there to get better. And then the other one is Josh Jones out of Houston as far as tackles go. Another guy who's going to be a late first, maybe early second guy, multi-year starter there at Houston. A lot more polished technically, can add some weight to his frame, but a great one there. And then guards, man, I, I, I don't know why he's not being talked about higher, but as you talk about late first and into the second round, Jonah Jackson from Ohio State, he was a guard there. He transferred in from Rutgers this past season and was part of an Ohio State offensive line that we saw J.K. Dobbins run, man. Like, there were holes in that group. He is such a fluid athlete for how big he is. He's, I think, the best pass-protecting interior lineman in the draft. I don't know why people aren't higher on this guy, but if you can pick a guy up like that, because he's going to fall into the second somewhere, I think he could really be a great part of fortifying an interior. Football. So if, if you were 
trying to get one of those, let's say, top four left tackles, Golik, how high would you have to trade up uh, to get, let's say, the fourth one who's going to come off the board? Oof, man, I mean, you're talking you're talking pretty high because in this way, if we, if we think that a lot of the rumors are true and a team like Miami's talking about trading up to potentially take a tackle, the Giants might be in the tackle market near the top of this draft. You're going to talk about two being off there, one being off for sure when we get to the Cardinals at eight, for sure with the, uh, the Browns at 10 right there. So once you get past that range of, like, the Jets at 11, I think you're going to need to be in that spot the middle of the first round, anywhere between picks 9 and 12, if you want to have at least a prayer of getting one of the top four guys in a class that seems like as we get closer to draft night, and I understand, I take all these rumors with a grain of salt, seems like its value is going up the closer we get. Would it seem like a more prudent choice to you to do that and move up that high and give up the assets it would take or give up whatever assets it would take to get Trent Williams out of Washington? I think Trent would be an interesting one having like a veteran because you've got like obviously like Remmers, it's probably time to look for the replacement there, understandably. And we saw that last year, but like I like O'Neill on the right side. Like I think he's a good young athlete in the system right now, especially the offense that you're going to be running there. It's a run and cut system. It's bootlegs. It's all these things that he's going to do well. Garrett Bradbury is going to do really well. So I, I think you've got guys there that already fit the mold. If you could get, for lack of a better term, an adult in the room, like get a vet in the room that, in addition to Trent, a great athlete, still one of the best in his position. I think that would be interesting, especially I look at teams that are getting ready to make a run. Like the Vikings are a team that everyone believes have a roster that's ready like this. I'm fascinated by Tampa Bay, who we all have them mocking an offensive lineman. But I think, hell, if you've got Tom Brady for one, maybe two good years in this, why wouldn't you bring in a veteran like Trent to protect him there? So the, the Trent Williams specter in all of this for the O-line draft is really fascinating because there are very good guys, but Trent is a ready-made product. Uh, Go look, you bring up Garrett Bradbury, the Vikings' first-round pick from last year, and it was it was a pretty disastrous start to the season in a lot of ways, and and there were some improvements. When you're drafted as a franchise center, how much leeway before is it? Is it two years, three years before you start to say, all right, one way or the other, like? He's either got it or he doesn't. How much can you how much can you go off a rookie season for for someone like Bradbury? I think it's tough because he actually had to play center. Like the interesting thing, and if you look at a lot of guys that are centers coming out of college when they're drafted into the pros, they usually start their first season or two at guard. Like usually they're brought into a situation where they get to play right or left guard, sit next to a guy, because the communication for a lot of these guys is going to go from a one hundred level in college to a four hundred level in the pros. Like, I used to sit with pro guys. I used to sit with guys like Eric Wood, who was the center in Buffalo for years, and talk with him about protections and things that he sees. And it's a master's class for a lot of these guys. And so that's what's on your plate in a lot of instances. And most college guys aren't ready for that or the physicality that comes with being isolated at times on the inside and having to be the main help guy. So I I give Garrett a little more leeway because, A, I loved him coming out of college. And his coach, Dwayne Ledford, is at Louisville right now getting ready to pump out Makai Becton into the top of the draft. The guy knows how to coach. But I think Garrett is athletically perfect for this system. I think technically he's a good player. I think it's just a lot on your plate when you're not afforded that usual grace period most offensive centers are coming into the league where you get to start out at guard and ease your way in. Are you buying this Dolphin stuff about them actually trying to go up from five and and take a tackle, or is this just uh, pure day before the draft smokescreen, do you think? 
I think this is a smokescreen. I buy the fact that they might actually take Justin Herbert. Like, I have enough people that I trust that have put that out there. And we've seen in recent years weird quarterback moves about the week before the draft. See Daniel Jones, see Baker Mayfield, Tyler Murray jumping up to one in a way they weren't mocked before. I understand those things. I can't believe they're going to jump up and take a tackle in one of those spots. Like, you can get a good tackle where they're going to have picks and you've got plenty of them. Move to the middle of the round. You know, get somebody to trade and use those late picks and some other capital on the draft to get up into the mid-rounds and get one of those guys, kind of like I discussed for the Vikings. But going up top and not going after a quarterback after all you've done to set this franchise up for that to be the piece, whether it is Justin Herbert, and I think it should be Tua, but if it is Justin Herbert, you are at least addressing the chief problem in this. It doesn't start getting better until that position does. I, I can't believe they would pick a lineman. Well, like I've been on the uh, the bigger end of the spectrum most of my life. Used to be much bigger, but I'm I'm still I'm still a big boy. I'm still thick, to borrow a little bit of your terminology. Is there anything more impressive in the sports world? Forget football. Is there anything more impressive in the sports world than the athleticism of a good offensive lineman and watching those guys do what they do? I, I completely agree with you. I don't think there is a greater joy. And I actually think when people ask me about the difference between the college and pro game, that's my favorite part. In college, you're lucky to have one or two really good guys on your line. And the rest of them are guys like me when I played in college, quite frankly, who are going to be good, not great, who are going to not get you beat. But you see, I always tell people, watch an NFL offensive line across the board. Go on NFL.com and check out the All-22 copy if you get a chance. Like, the things these guys are doing athletically in space at the size they're doing. I'll never forget when I was with the Saints in an off-season program, they brought Willie Rofe back. I think he was going into the Saints ring of honor or something like that that season. And they put on a highlight tape of Willie playing left tackle at the size that he was. And I just sat there with my jaw on the floor the entire time. Things that big should not move that well. And yet consistently <laughs> at that position, it happens, and it is remarkable. Of all the new uniforms that have been introduced this year, which do you think is is the best and most flattering for a big boy, Mike Golick? Ooh, see, you know what? That is an important caveat in this because the best is still the Chargers. Like, when you're dealing with the color scheme they're dealing with and that bolt on the helmet, you're always going to win, and they didn't, they didn't ruin much. I would say best for a big guy is going to be Tampa Bay. And I specifically look at those all pewter uniforms because it's a dark enough gray where the sweat stains aren't going to make you look like a big fat guy. And it stays away from some of the all white. Like there's too many whites. There's too many white pants. There's too many that the, the mustard yellow pants that the Chargers have now, you're going to look like a big fat school bus in those. And nobody wants it. <laughs> these poor, like these poor Packers offensive linemen for years and years, just swassing you know out of their yellow pants. <laughs> Bring back so the creamsicles, no, Golic. Creamsicles oh, for Tampa oh, Bay. Bring them back. That is the one thing I was disappointed not seeing in the mock. If those, we don't get to see Tom Brady in a creamsicle uniform. Why did he even make this move? That needs Agreed. to be negotiated in his deal. So dead on accurate, right there. Football. Amazing. Well, give us uh, give us a plug. Give the audience a plug. Where can they hear and or see you over the next couple of days, uh, breaking down the draft and the aftermath? Yeah, so obviously we'll be having full coverage tomorrow and Friday on Gold and Wingo, getting you ready tomorrow, Thursday, meeting up. Myself, Dad, Jason Fitz, Trey's going to be popping in, but he's getting ready for our main draft broadcast. We'll have the full recap around one on Friday. And also myself, Jason Fitz, Mina Kimes, Dominique Foxworth, Field Yates, Harry Douglas, 
are all going to be locked in a Zoom chat on Thursday night, reacting to these picks, clipping them, and getting those out online on Twitter at, at Mike Golick Jr., Instagram at Mike Golick Jr. We're going to try and be getting it all out there because Lord knows, like we just talked about, we're expecting all the bat bleep crazy stuff to happen. Yes, awesome, man. All right, Golick Jr., thanks for coming on. Friend of the show, we appreciate it, and uh, enjoy this draft eve, sir. Oh, absolutely. You guys too, man. Can't wait. All right. See you, Mike. That's uh, Mike Golick Jr. from Golick and Wingo in the morning. He's just an awesome dude. So he, if you're new to the show, he was a weekly guest on our show for two or three years and then obviously moved into the one of the big chairs doing the four hours in the morning with his dad and, and Trey Wingo. But he's uh, he's an awesome dude. He's really good. He's really good. That was a good break. That was some football-y football. That was I, I thought the sounder football. was going to play eight times. And then Robbie completely buttered him up with, with the fat man question. I was going for a good question, guys. I really thought I was going to get a good question. Controversy on the, on today. The uniform question. It, 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 I really thought I had it. Has Phil been looped into the controversy? On Phil, score, have you been looped into the controversy? Just peripherally. Dan Orlovsky controversy. Do we, have, do we have audio of this? Uh, I believe we do. I asked Eklund to send it to Jonathan, and he said he did. Well, why don't you set it up while Jonathan digs through mountains of emails that have been thrown around today during 36 hours of performance? We had Dan Orlovsky. Uh, on the show today, quarterback analyst extraordinaire from ESPN and Get Up, Judd. I don't even remember the question. I'm going to be 100 percent honest with you. I don't it, even remember it was the question. About, it was something about how the draft's going to be impacted by doing it um, in a virtual manner and how it might change things. Because it was back to back questions from me and then you, but you got the response that causes the controversy, not me. Jonathan, do you have it? No, I don't. You don't. Give me one second, I'm finding hmm. it. All right. Listen, we we, we will the question? we will dig for the evidence. Well, the question is not important. The the response from Orlovsky is the is the important talker. So, here. all right. Well, let me set this up. So, we have good question standings on the show, which, by the way, I lead with ten on the season. Yeah, Judd yeah, with seven, yeah, Rami with five. Nothing to do with whenever anyone. a guest says that's a good question or that's a great question or some form of it. In my notes, I also have, this is how I have the standings laid out. All right. Good question slash good point standings. So if, if the spirit of it is if you throw something out to a guest, a question or, you know, like you're you're bumping the volleyball into their right. side of the net. Right. And they respond with, you know, that's a good question or that's a good point. It did, counts. Did he say interesting point, Rami? I think he said. Interesting doesn't. I think he said good. Interesting doesn't mean good. Said, no, I think he said good point. I think his exact That's words a good were good point. Because if it's a good point, then if Phil has that down in his notes, technically you qualify. Right, but I don't recall now, and it appears it's been lost. I think we have it. Oh, Dan, I dude. think it's a it's a possibility that this this draft, the the virtual draft that they're doing, and all the limitations that they've had leading up to it, might actually be a saving grace for some NFL teams who maybe overthink things as the process goes along, and with a little bit less information at their fingertips to overthink it. Like I said, maybe a saving grace for a couple of NFL front offices. Yeah, no, that's a great point. I totally agree. Great, yeah, great point. Great yeah. point. Yeah. All right, guys. it counts, okay. man. And it really was a great point. I was going to, I was going to protest, but if that's what the notes say, then yeah, it great counts. point. I think, uh, I think right. Declan should have sent another one to Jonathan from the one o'clock hour wow. of Score North really? Live because that's a two-hour show. It's weekdays noon to two, you guys. If you didn't <laughs> know, Rami, me, it was Rami his own tires of Score North personalities. <laughs> What did you say, Jonathan? Which segment was it in? One or two? It was uh, it was in the final segment of the one o'clock hour. Nick Shepkowski from six seventy the score in Chicago Boy. was our guest. I'll tell you what, right now as it stands, Rami is just one behind Judd. If if we can dig this time. audio up, 
You're going to be tied for second, Making but still well behind the leader. That, would be, that would be Phil Mackey, <laughs> M-A-C-K-E. A lot of, a lot of game left. A lot of game left, Mackey. Yeah. But a lot of football So left far, we haven't here. found this, though, so we don't know. We're, we're unaware. I think, this one, I think this one is clear cut. I don't even, I don't even think that it's, it's going to be disputed all right. at well, all. We'll find it. We still have some show left you know here. We'll find it. I can't wait for Sage because Sage is sure to break the tie. Wow, did you Sage's set something up with him? Did you? No, no, no. He just oh, he's good for one. Okay. For for either you, Rami, or me, he's always good for one. It seems like good question. Yes, we'll get. So we'll get he could break the tie between Rami and I. Sage tomorrow if we get it. So today is a we have we have write that down predictions coming up in about ten minutes. Today is a Wednesday, and the last couple of weeks we have dove into a new segment that we call Way Back Wednesday. Original title, by the way, and. Uh, I've got some audio I want to play for you guys. Okay. Let me show you something. Now, on Mackie and Judd with Rami, the guys look back at some of the most memorable random shows, movies, commercials, events, and more. I don't know. I remember there was a lot of loud 80s music. It's Way Back Wednesday. Way Back. Boys, I found in digging around just for some audio clips and things that we can use throughout 36 hours of Purple and Draft Night tomorrow, I found the Randy Moss pick from 1998. Mm-hmm. With bonus, Mel Kuyper's full immediate breakdown right after the Vikings made the pick okay. on ESPN's telecast. All right? Here it is. The Vikings have selected wide receiver from Marshall University, Randy Moss. So I think if you look at Randy, you see the size, uh, physical ability, athletic ability is, is tremendous. Uh, you watch him here against Ole Miss, and this is the first play, offensive play for Marshall, touchdown. That's the capability he, br- he brings to the table. Tremendous speed. I think he can just explode on deep routes. You watch him here. Look at the athleticism coming up here. I mean, you're talking about a guy, look at that. I mean, you don't see that in receivers that come into the NFL draft out of the college ranks every year. Now, granted, he dominated a lower-level competition. You see him here, fade route. He's unstoppable uh, in the Mid-American Conference in that particular area. Uh, yeah, catching the ball right off the defender's helmet. Uh, yeah, you look at this, a man among boys at that level. The question with Randy is, against West Virginia, and of course in that old Miss game after he hit the uh, home run early, struggle a little bit, getting off the line of scrimmage, route running just a little sloppy. He needs to fine-tune his game a little bit. How about that? Sounds younger, huh? He nailed it, too. Like, a little younger. That could have been yeah. one of those instances where he comes out and he's like, I don't know, I overrated Vikings with a reach here. But Moss was pretty consensus. He Top far. five talent. Yeah, exactly right. Fell. But that was, that was... I remember watching that draft and just being blown away that that many people were scared off of a guy that good. And we've learned since, right, that usually when you let a guy slip that far that's that talented, like even Adrian Peterson shouldn't, in that era, probably right. shouldn't have slipped to seven. No, no, he shouldn't have. In 2007. But hadn't, hadn't Jerry Jones specifically told Moss, if you fall like it's expected, the Dallas Cowboys will take you for sure? And were the Cowboys, they were picking after like, the Vikings? No, like 8th or 10th or something like okay. that. But I think that Jerry Jones had told Moss, I will take you for sure. And he lied. And can you imagine Randy Moss as a Cowboy at that point? It was fun here, but playing for that team at I, that point? I don't think he would have been better off because Troy Aikman was coming to the end of his career by then, right? I mean, Aikman was pretty much done by like 2000. Yeah, but he probably And then the Cowboys the bounced ball. around. He probably could have just thrown the ball up and Moss would have caught it. <laughs> or they would have brought in Randall Cunningham, which they did anyways as a backup. Yeah, the right. Cowboys did I forgot about in that. like 2002 or three or something like that. But uh, that's our way back Wednesday. Mel Kuyper's full breakdown of Randy Moss. All right, Jonathan, you've got the other clip here. 
This is this is yeah. There's some question with this there's, one. There's oh, a lot on the line. What? This oh. is, there's no question with to this the audio one here. This one seems like he may have set him up beforehand. <laughs> Come on. Oh wow. Go ahead. Let's right, play here we it. Go. When, when you talk about Ryan Pace, that leads me right to my next question. We're sitting here in Minnesota and wondering, with one year left on Rick Spielman's deal, with one year left on Mike Zimmer's deal. Are those guys going to get extensions, or is this a make-or-break year for the GM and the head coach? Do you think this is a, a make-or-break year for either Pace or the head coach, Matt Nagy, or or the both of them? I mean, that's a great question. It's like the million-dollar question. Million-dollar question, Ryan guys. Has somebody in, in- Nailed it. That All right, on the, like on, the, on the surface, it's do a point. We, do we, we think can't that determine this... intent. We cannot, do we, we cannot wait, determine wait, wait. intent. Do we I got nothing to hide, all right? That this is an Astros-Red Sox I situation? I think this is a Phil Mackey scheduling appearances at Full Allianz disclosure. Field. Full point. disclosure and transparency. I did book Shep. I was the one who arranged that interview. Check, his, check the texts. I have check nothing to hide. I will show you. I will show you the texts. Put them on the you screen. Come on, Tom Brady. Screen share them. Come on. I will show you the texts. You can always delete them. I'm, I'm not going to violate you. anybody's privacy by showing them publicly, but I would show them to you guys. Your point to, to Orlovsky was part and parcel of a conversation in which I participated and was a great point. That might be the worst Best question, the second one. Like, you're asking about dead men walking. <laughs> How that's a great question, I don't... It was a I rhetorical don't... question. Like, of course they're going to get fired. Yes. They're both like, idiots. How, how is that a great question? And I'm giving you credit on Orlovsky, because I do think that was a good conversation. Look, we're not here to question the judges of who says great question. We we get If we get a great question, we get a great question. I'm done, right? with, I'm done with the score. Right, so now we don't judge... The judges? I, no. Yeah, exactly. I'm done, right. I'm done with the score. Well, with Six seventies out. The good question standings are as follows. Myself, Phil Mackey with 10. Rami and Judd now tied with 7. Look and at Jonathan that. with 3. Two we got a race a day. here. That's a big inning. That's a big inning to get two in, yes. to get two in a day. Rami, Rami, Jonathan's disgusted right now. He can be disgusted. He I don't is. care. We can't see him on the screen, but he's. I'm looking at him right now. He's disgusted. I don't that care. That second one was was a setup. Well, I'll show you the text, dude. Was there was no setup. previous. There was no previous setup. Shep had no idea because there was a phone call. Check his emails too. Thank you. Check his emails. Thank you. Just make sure he didn't delete any emails. He called him. Right? He called him before he came on. Hey, I need you to give me. A, yeah. I need you to say a good question to my my question about Ryan Page. Just just or just pick a random one yeah. and tell me it's a great question. All right, <laughs> write that down and an accountability session when jealousy. we come back. Eight, Vikings predictions only in this session as part of 36 Hours of Purple on Score North and the Score North app, powered by the Canopy Group and Dennis Kirk. Let's talk about Federated Mutual Insurance Company here for a moment as well during these tough times. Federated just wants to thank all of the medical professionals and rescue workers for all of your service and everything you've been doing for us these past six or seven weeks during the pandemic and everything you continue to do looking ahead. And also, thank you to our local businesses. You are our community partners, our neighbors, our families, and our friends. And when you need Federated, Federated is here to help you. You can visit federatedinsurance.com or call your local marketing representative to access trusted resources you may need. And those resources could include written pandemic policies, recommended response plans, resources for HR-related topics, communications to employees, which might change even by the day, by the week, with how things are developing here. Federatedinsurance.com for all those trusted resources. And remember, at Federated Mutual Insurance Company, 
It's our business to protect yours. Mackie and Jeb with Rami. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. It's Mackie and Judd with Rami. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write that down. I I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Write that down. Gentlemen... The time has come here on Draft Eve, part of 36 Hours of Purple, Vikings predictions only in today's edition of Write That Down with Mackie, Judd, Rami. We got Jonathan here. We got Manny. And uh, we'll have our special guest listener predictor here, Ryan, in just a brief moment. Now, just a thought here. Should they not only be Vikings predictions, but should they be predictions that are going to come off the board after the draft, ideally, yeah. So, like, they're ideally. not, they're not nice. about picks, or they're they're not not about trying to make predictions that would apply to that the Vikings are going to draft so and so, and he's going to be offensive or defensive, yeah. rookie of the year. They're actual things that by next Friday or next Wednesday, I should say, we can take off the board. All right, ideally, yes, I and it's just more fun for the segment because with no right live now. sports, things just like don't come off the board as I'm, often. I'm a master at that, as you'll see. I've done really good at keeping things. It's really helping you because you are behind Rami, like over 100 points in batting average. <laughs> it's early in the season, man. Judd's going for the batting title. It's He's like, early in the se- sit today. It's early in the season. You're 50 points behind Jeter. Yeah, you're I supposed know. to sit when you have the lead. That's what. That's how you win a batting title, Judd. Maybe he's so confident that you're going to fall on your ass, Rami, that's that he's possible. trying to maintain when his sport, batting When average. sports come back, I'm going to clean up. He's afraid I'm going to make that rookie mistake <laughs> I made last year. Not going to happen, Judd. Not no, that's Jonathan. Who, that was Jonathan who abused us. That had nothing to do with Judd. So, boys, here's how this works. Every Wednesday at 5 o'clock on Mackie and Judd with Rami, we go through Write That Down predictions. As far as we know, we're the only sports talk platform in the country that holds each other accountable for right and wrong predictions. And this is how it works. Three predictions from everybody each week. They must be quantifiable. That is the Carl Anthony Towns is the man rule that we put into play about two years ago. We keep track of batting averages and home runs only, and listeners can participate by downloading the Score North app. It's free. Not sure if you heard that. And entering for a chance to play. Also, right now, speaking of the Score North app, our Draft K 1K Draft Day 1K giveaway is happening right now through six o'clock tomorrow night. We're giving away a thousand dollars to somebody who correctly predicts who the first draft pick will be by the purple this week. How to enter? Open the Score North app or download it if you don't already have it. Register. Enter through listener rewards in the menu, and then enter the name of the player you think will be picked as the promo code. So, gentlemen, let's start out with some draft-related predictions that are still on the board. As you can see, if you're watching the video stream right now on Score North Twitter, Facebook, or Twitch, a lot of Tua predictions that are on the board for tomorrow night. Mm-hmm. Manny and Jonathan both have the Vikings drafting Tua. I have the Vikings trading up for Tua. <laughs> Rami has the Vikings sitting at 22 and Tua falling down to them, but passing on Tua so Bill Belichick and the Patriots can draft him instead. Where are you at with that one right now, Rami? What's your what's your sense? I feel as, actually, I feel better about it this week than I did last week with the two pieces of news we've gotten since, which is that the Dolphins 
couldn't get their doctors to see him last minute before everything went into lockdown, and the low Wonderlick score. I feel better about that prediction than I did when I made it a week ago. 20 bucks. How about that? Tomorrow night, bring your $20 bill, Rami. I plan on uh, collecting. Cash. Do you have Venmo, PayPal? No, no, of course I don't. What's, I'm 50 what, what, years old. What's the exact bet again that he falls outside the top 10? Yes. The, yes. Okay. So all, all I need to do is have him go at number 10. $20 is my max bet, by the way. Yeah, I tried to bet 50. Yeah. <laughs> and Jonathan has a prediction that's still on the board here, and I haven't seen anything like this, but there's still 24 hours. Joe Burrow will publicly say he doesn't want to play for the Bengals. Any steam on that? Uh, he probably actually, doesn't want to play. the opposite way. He said he's excited to show that he can win with the Bengals. So That's a smokescreen, right? How, how naive is Joe Burrow? <laughs> Got to be a smokescreen. Have the Bengals all but said... Have practice facility yet? Yeah, below Why the freeway. Yeah, that? exactly. Have the Bengals basically said they're taking Joe Burrow? Or are they still they kind of playing coy? No, I think, I think it's well-known, right? I think it's well known. Because we'll find out tomorrow. All right. Right here on Score It did take them 20 minutes. Actually, they used up all their 20 minutes in the mock draft that they did and still didn't get the pick <laughs> yeah. in. So who knows, Dred? Who knows? Be amazing. If the screen froze and uh, they slipped to number two. So accountability session for Judd Zolgad. Nothing came off the board, just how he likes it. Stand pat. That's actually, I'm going to self-report myself. That's not true. Okay, what happened? Last week, I predicted that there will be a report from ESPN or NFL Network. In the next week, I said that the Vikings and Browns did have a conversation about an Odell Beckham Jr. trade, and there's been nothing like that. In fact, it's been the opposite. Right, but there still could be a report, right? No, I said in the next week. Ah, got it. I'm self-reporting. I said in the next week. Self-reporting and putting an end date on a prediction. Yes. Yeah, well, we need to sometimes. I realize, for the most part, I'm not going to do that, but yes. So anyway, okay, that's so, off the board. So as Judd well. with a self-report. Thank you for that. Uh, nothing off the board for Rami. Nothing off the board for Manny. I feel so good about myself. Jonathan said OBJ will get traded to the Vikings by this time tomorrow. He said last week. That would have yeah, been worth a shot. Would have been awesome. Didn't happen. <laughs> Apparently, you didn't hear the denials, Jonathan. You would have never made that prediction had you heard the denials from the Vikings and the Browns. You mean the smoke screens? Yes. You also said the NFL draft will get pushed back from its original dates. You said that about still a month possible. ago. Possible. It is still possible, but as of right now, they have set everybody up with what looks to be what do you think J- Jetsons like video setup. They're going to come out tomorrow. You know what? We can't do that. Sorry. <laughs> Just ruin everybody's days and weeks. Yes. For the listeners, nothing came off the board. For myself, I told you guys that Rob Gronkowski's tenure in the WWE would not last. It would not be happening when the 2021 WrestleMania takes place. So that he would be gone from he would be gone from WWE before 2021 WrestleMania. And uh, I know that everyone's speculating. There's zero chance the Buccaneers allow him to wrestle under contract with the WWE. He still has the belt. Yeah, I feel like this yeah. is a premature. Um, he only has I do one too. Year left. I don't think we can take that off you the board yet. I think he needs. And he's got the belt. He, he is in that. It, there's a green category not, and into the black. He is not. There's no way. He's coming back for one year of, of the NFL. The season will be done in February. WrestleMania will still be around next year. Yeah. So then possibly. he's out of WWE during the football season. If he yeah, comes, if he come comes back, back, but if he he's comes, come back for WrestleMania. That's a separate thing. No. My prediction is that that his tenure will end. Not that it will resume 
in six months from now. He's still got that belt, though, right? Uh, you guys, I mean, this he's is how... Got, yeah, as Judd said, he's still got the belt. Okay, you guys he can... can and I think, I think Steve McMichael was still an active player when he was wrestling in the WCW. I don't think it would be unprecedented for a guy in the offseason to go and enter the squared circle, Phil Mackey. All right, we'll put it up for a vote. Okay, I obviously vote that I get the point here. No. Yeah, no, I'm, no, I'm no. delaying... No. I'm delaying the awarding of this point. Yeah, voting for delay. Time. Yeah, there's no way. Did you see? Did you see? Our truth wrestler, our truth chimed in with like the eyeball emojis after WWE said, "Hey, this title can still be defended, mm-hmm. whether it's in the end zone for I, a Buccaneers I, game." I or saw whatever. that happen. It's gonna happen. Who gets it? Is it Bill Goldberg? Just comes out and spears him. But wait, hold, wait, wait, wait. But if you tackle when playing the Falcons, but if you're so if you tackle Gronk. And, and then it, it would probably be a penalty, but you then pin him and get someone to count, count him out. There has to be a WWE, has to be a sanctioned WWE Right, but if that referee. guy's on the sideline and he counts him out well, while the real ref is throwing a flag, could you get away with all that? I, I guess we'll find out. I mean, yeah. Like, what if to... Harrison Smith wins that belt? The WWE doesn't have to follow the NFL's rules. They can throw all the flags you want. If somebody pins him and it's sanctioned at WWE ref, Daniel Hunter, Daniel Hunter could win this belt. Yeah, during it, the Vikings Bucks game, they and they play. As long as a sanctioned WWE referee gives you the three count, that's a wrap, man. The belt changes hands. Yeah. If, if, if he loses the title somehow this week and then is not part of WWE for several weeks after, I'm taking this point back. <laughs> all right, okay. it's, it's turning a real point of contention point here. So here, this is a fun segment. Ignore the batting averages on your screen because the real batting averages are Rami four sixty four, Jonathan three thirty three, Judd three hundred still running away with it. Mackie two forty two, Manny one forty three, mm. and the listeners are batting one oh five on the season. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down? Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that then. So there you have it, uh, <laughs> listener Ryan. What's going on with you, man? Are you ready to take some swings here? Well, you threw me for a curveball because I had some massive parlays, and now you just wanted all about the draft. Is this correct now? Listen, or what you know, you... I will say this: if you guys are cool with this, if if listener Ryan, who has been prepping for this moment, I feel like he probably have his, his whole life, right? This yes. is a big moment. I agree with this, Ryan. You go with whatever predictions you wanted to go with. Yeah. All right. Okay, I got um, three parlays. Um, wow, I love it. Uh, well, so we'll, first parlay. We'll, start out, we'll just give us one off the Write bat this here. Down. All right, give us one. I'll give you the first one, a parlay, and I don't want to be Nick Ponto Bunting, although my brother did accuse me of, of being a singles hitter, Joe Maurer. Okay, first in the first game, Captain Kirk will have at least one turnover. Second, the Patriots will miss the playoffs. And third, the Vikings will miss the playoffs. <laughs> wow. That's wow. an aggressive parlay. So you need all three of those things to happen for you to get the point. We like the swings. Write this down. That's the funny part. Like the listeners, the listeners have been mostly coming on and just swinging for the fences, which is why you guys are hitting 105, but only one home run on the season so far. So we'll see if see if Ryan can land one. All right, over to Jonathan Harrison. Uh, the Vikings will select Antoine Winfield Jr. with their second pick in the draft. Write this down. I like what you did there. You didn't say 25th pick. You nope. said their second pick in the draft. I like it. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write that down. Judd Zolgad. The Vikings will trade one of their two first-round picks to move backward in the draft, so they'll end up with one first-round pick. They won't end up with two. I'm not going to predict how many picks they're going to get from the team they trade with, but they will end up with one first-round pick. So are people, because Jeremy Fowler from ESPN speculated on that exact thing, 
Is that because a lot of the players between like 20 and 40 are sort of grouped together that yes. if you get the 40th player on the board, yes. you might as well get an extra pick? Unless you lo- love the guy there at 25, that's exactly right. So, yep. I don't know. I just feel like if there is somebody that you like in the top 15, use your ammunition. You don't need 12 rookies. I agree with you, but Rick loves to trade backward. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Rami Makloff. Does it have to be a Vikings prediction? Can it be a football prediction? Is my question to you guys. I think the spirit of this is Vikings, okay. but more important, stuff that comes off the board for next week. Rob Gronkowski will lose a 24-7 belt before write that down next week. <laughs> write this down. Will he forfeit it or will he lose he will it in lose a match? It. He will lose it. There's somebody, no... somebody will pin him for a three count. Who write it down. You like writing things down. During a pandemic with the official. Tom Brady. Him and Tom Brady already did a video together. Did you guys see that today? Did, yeah. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, pretty funny. It's very cute. He does like the crow call, and then Gronk comes yeah. running out of the woods. That was the scene from uh, <laughs> from Anchorman, right? They were spoofing yeah. the Anchorman scene. <laughs> the, or the conch. He had a conch, right? I have to say, whoever is writing Tom Brady's social media material is pretty funny. It is pretty amazing. He's pretty good. And he was not involved in social media up until like two years ago. Yeah. He's free of Belichick now. Building it's empire. all fun and games till you get hurt playing for Tampa. Write that down. Write that down. I don't have a pencil. Well, remember that. Then. All right, I'm going to say I I think they should trade up if they like somebody. Use your ammunition. I think they will trade up. All right. The Vikings will trade up in the first round at some point. Okay. Now, if do I get a backdoor point if they trade, you know, they 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 select at 22 and then they trade up to 24 like sure, but the spirit of this is that they would trade up into the teens, but I'm just going to say they trade up in the first round. Write that down. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. Listener Ryan, your second prediction. Another parlay. Uh, Trader Rick will make at least two trades in the 2020 draft. The Buccaneers will make the playoffs in the upcoming season. And Harrison Smith will remain a Viking for the upcoming season. All righty. So no Harrison Smith trade. You said the Buccaneers make the playoffs? Yes. So yeah. You're just trying to pad your parlay here. No, that's, this was written about... Two weeks ago, before Gronk, Gronk showed up, <laughs> that becomes a pretty safe one, right? I'd say now. Should we pressure Ryan yeah. into making that one harder? I mean, it's already a three-part part. Well, no, because this first one's hard. Okay, and the listeners could use a single at some point. Yeah. Write this oh, down. Write it down. You like writing things down? Parley. Back to the reigning defending batting average champion, Jonathan Harrison. The Vikings will make at least four trades by Saturday night at midnight. So wow. So in the dra- in the draft, basically. By Saturday night. Okay. <laughs> I'm not saying in midnight, the draft because midnight they Central, might Eastern, after the draft. Pacific, Central. Mountain. Central. Yeah, when does Saturday night end? What if the Australian? trade comes across at like 2 in the morning? Then it doesn't count. So by midnight. At midnight. By midnight, Saturday. Midnight Central. Yes, midnight Central. Okay. I just want to make sure everyone's. <laughs> I feel like that prediction, there's a lot that could go wrong, but I'm okay with that. Yeah. <laughs> Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Hey, what if the trade is reported at 11.50 p.m., but it's just sources, and it's not finalized until Tuesday? What do we do? If it's a reported trade, there's no physical. I don't know. There's not a physical for any of these. I think if it's just physical pending, we, we give the point, right? Write this down. All right. I don't know. I'll think about it. We have it. to make some exceptions for oh. these pandemic times, gentlemen. Oh. Okay. All right. right. Back to Judd. The Vikings will use their first-round pick, and in my world, they're only going to have one on a cornerback. They will take a cornerback with their first-round pick. So you're, is this a parlay? 
No. Are you saying that they will only have one first round pick fir- and it will be a cornerback? Are you saying my, they will take a cornerback in the first round? My first, my first, write that down is they trade back with with one of their two first round picks, so they end up with one first round pick. Okay. My second separate one is in my world. Then there's only one first round pick, so they will use that on a cornerback. But what if they don't trade that second pick? What if they have two first round picks? How do we yeah. handle this prediction? Okay, the judges first gets round, credit if they take a cornerback in the first round. But you're you're, you're on pick? the board with that prediction already. Yeah, so take a so their so their their first first round pick then will be a cornerback. How about that? That works. That's fair. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Rami Makhlouf. Now, Judd said they would trade one of their first round picks, right? He didn't Correct. specify which. I did not because I had that. I had that written down, and Judd did it first. So if I'm if I'm a little more specific, it's a, it. it's a valid pick. It's yes. a valid prediction, right? Yes, sir. The Vikings will trade number twenty two and move down in the NFL draft. Specifically, number twenty two. Okay. and move down in the NFL draft. All right. Write it down. You like writing things down. Write that down. Okay. Write this down, gentlemen. In the first segment of our show, Randy and Cottage Grove called in with his seven-round mock, seven-round Vikings mock. About seven weeks ago, I predicted that Randy and Cottage Grove would get one of those picks correct after the first round. I'm going to double down on this. <laughs> Not only that, that, this isn't a parlay, I'm just saying, like in addition to that prediction, All right. Randy will have nailed at least a first-round pick by the Vikings. He nailed Mike Hughes a couple years ago. Randy and Cottage Grove will have nailed one of the Vikings' first round picks, and it was uh, was it Josh Jones was one of them. Yes, and, and then Justin, Justin Jefferson. So he'll nail one of those two first round picks for the Vikings. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right, Ryan, this is your third swing, man. Make it count. Well, I, I get a kick out of ripping my other parlay about Harrison Smith, but yet Matthew Collar spent hours arguing why they should trade him. So ah, uh, the last yes, we parlay, make fun of Collar too, so don't worry. Oh, good, good. The, the last parlay, we will go to the Wolves. The Wolves were signed Malik Beasley. He averaged at least 11 points a game for the season, and he would shoot at least 34% from three-point range for next year. All right. There it is. That's Ryan with his three swings. If you want to get in on the action as a listener, you can uh, go to the Score North app, and you can register to be a write-that-down participant. Ryan, would you like to... Say any final words or thank anybody for getting you to this moment in your life on the Mackie and Jeb with Rami show. Well, I've been honored to come in, but um, due to the coronavirus, we can't. And then um, I just thank, like to thank you guys for your time. And um, you, you entertain me every day. It's a good relief from what's going on in the real world. So, well, dude, thank you for for listening and stay safe, man. All right. Take care. All right, that's a guest predictor, listener predictor. Yeah, surly right there too. He had to chirp us a little bit. That's okay. He got a little bit upset. It's okay. You can chirp us. Scholars bit on trying. <laughs> Write it down. You like writing things down. Listen, the full lines are. If you want to chirp us, six five one six four six eight two. Oh, we can handle it. We can handle it. All. Sure. All right, Jonathan. Your final prediction of the week. The Vikings will trade for Patriots guard Joe Thune before the end of the first round. Oh, oh wow. whoa! Someone's yeah. looking for another home run. Of course, leading that category. I like it. So we'll extend the lead. Oh, don't flex. You've only got two. We've all got one. <laughs> Write it down. You like writing things down. Yeah, like a, a major lack of home runs this season. Oh, yeah. There's a dead ball kind of here right now. Yeah, it's right really to a prediction to land in the seats, you guys. Write this down. behind you? <laughs> I just can't wait to get my hands on that Five crisp tip. $20 bill Rami's going to owe me tomorrow night. All right, Judd. 
Your final prediction. The Vikings will end up with more than 12 picks in this draft. They've got 12 right now, and I'm predicting with prediction number one that they're going to move back, uh, accumulate more picks. So the Vikings are going to end up with more than 12 draft picks. So they're going to end up with 13 or more draft picks. What would the point of that be? Because I don't even think that's far-fetched. I've like, got what's the point of one that? One name for you, Rick Spielman. Right, but like, what are you going to do wait, with 13 I'm rookies? predicting based on past behaviors, and you are <laughs> acting... What, why the unsub does what the unsub does, I don't know. I'm just the... The FBI basically trying to deduct what's going to happen. Okay, I mean, I I, I do have faith in Rick Spielman. Don't chirp me. You and Ryan tired of being chirped. <laughs> Write Tough this down for all of us. Okay. All right, Robbie Makloff, your final prediction here on Write That Down. I'm just trying to make contact with this one, gentlemen. All right, I'm not trying to put this one in the seats. Trent Williams will be traded, but not to the Minnesota Vikings. Write that down. Okay. Can you put an end date on that for us? Before before we reconvene next week for Write That Down. Now, okay. if there is a physical pending. I'm going to put this caveat on it. We'll give you that. I still get it, right? Yes. Okay. Because yeah, the physical may be pending for several months. Exactly. It just depends. All right. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. All right. A lot of Antoine Winfield Jr. steam around here, and Jonathan's already on the record. Write this down. The Vikings will draft a gopher. Maybe it's Antoine Winfield Jr., but I'm saying specifically the Vikings will draft Tyler Johnson this weekend. Oh, you're going Tyler Johnson? Tyler Johnson. Okay. Maybe they also draft Antoine Winfield Jr. That'd be fun. And somebody's on the record saying that they will draft, I think maybe Manny or Jonathan, that they'll yeah, draft they'll two draft Gophers. Two, I believe. I so I've got them drafting Tyler Johnson. Hmm. Okay. Write this down. Write it down. You like writing things down. Be a reliable pass catcher for them starting next year. That could be a good pick. By the way, P.J. Fleck right now, according to some of the, like, the recruiting cycle is not finished, but the Gophers... Have one of the top five or ten recruiting classes in the country so far for next getting, year. Yeah, they just got another four-star wide receiver today. Four, yeah, so it's been it's a good cool. uh, good two weeks for them. So those are write that down predictions and an accountability session here on Mackie and Judd with Rami Score North and the Score North app. Uh, when we come back, plenty more Vikings fodder and things that have popped up. We have a Trent Williams update that came out a little while ago. We'll wrap with Roycey as well. Thirty-six hours of purple. We're right in the middle of it here on Score North, scorenorth.com, and the Score North app. Quick thank you to DennisKirk.com for supporting Score North and Mackie and Judd with Rami. It's obviously crazy times right now, but one thing you still can do is get out and ride, and the weather seems to be telling us it's time to get you and your motorcycle ready for this year's riding season. DennisKirk.com is a Minnesota-based worldwide retailer of parts, accessories, and apparel for avid bikers of all kinds. Whether you ride a Harley, Cruiser, Sport Bike, dirt bike or any other type of motorcycle they have what you need and now through may 28th dennis kirk is offering zero percent interest for up to 12 months they have over 160,000 products in stock and ready to ship today DennisKirk.com not only offers a huge in-stock selection but also guaranteed best prices fast same day shipping and a satisfaction guaranteed they truly are the best in the business order by 8 p.m and get it tomorrow 89 dollars orders ship free DennisKirk.com. order today get it tomorrow Jonathan here with the Score North. Download Score North is all in for Vikings Draft Week. It's 36 hours of purple. We are right in the middle of it right now and running all the way through the first round of the NFL Draft tomorrow night. Yes, you heard it right. 36 straight hours of purple talk presented by Dennis Kirk and the Canopy Group this Wednesday and Thursday right here on Score North, scorenorth.com and the free Score North mobile app. Also over at scorenorth.com right now. We have all the Vikings draft coverage you could be looking for. Matthew Collar has his final draft sim before that draft takes place. 
He does all seven rounds just like Randy did in the first segment. Uh, and then Judd Zolgad has you covered on whether the Vikings should look at bringing back Percy Harvin after he said that he would be interested in coming back into the NFL after a four-year delay. So go check that out for free right now over at scorenorth.com and the free Scornorth mobile app. That's been your Scornorth download. Now back to Mackie and Judith Rami. Thank you, Jonathan. We'll wrap with Racy here in just a few minutes, but <laughs> a little bonus smokescreen or no for you guys from yeah. Josina yeah, Anderson. A little bonus. <laughs> Kind of a two part, two parter here, and you have to decide how much of it is smokescreen versus how much of it is reality. So, Jacina Anderson from ESPN tweeted out earlier, and I'm just sort of paraphrasing here as a two part tweet that the Vikings expressed some interest in Trent Williams a month ago, but nothing really transpired. Rick Spielman said Riley Reef has been a really good player at left tackle. In their conversation. She called Rick Spielman and they had a conversation. So she was trying to do some digging on the Trent Williams front. So smoke screen or no on these two things that the Vikings were kind of in on Trent Williams a month ago, but now they're now they're good. And the other part being that Spielman has belief in Riley Reef as the starting left tackle in 2020. Do you smell that smoke? It smells like smoke. I can smell a lot of smoke. It I'm not like smoke. It's got a sweet, sweet. Uh, flavor to that smoke. I'm not quite sure what type of smoke Cherry that wood? is exactly. Right. I mean, or, I mean, Reef has played well. I, it, it's got a. It's got. I don't Smells know. like an unfiltered camel to me. Yeah, I don't know. yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, it's a smoke screen. That's a smoke screen. There is no question. Now, I don't know if they're going to make a trade with Washington. And my guess is Williams probably wants a contract that they can't afford to or don't want to give out. Um, so I don't know that it's a smoke screen. He. I believe that they checked on him, and I'm willing to buy into the fact that they're not going to make a trade for him. But do I think that they would like to upgrade from Riley Reef? Absolutely. So I am not in any way, shape, or form at this point in Riley Reef's career buying that the Vikings are content with what they have, the play that they have had and had uh, in 2019 on the left side of that offensive line. That is the definition of a smokescreen. Yeah, I believe him when he says that they're they're out on Trent Williams, but what else is he going to say about Riley Reef? Yeah, we're not, you know, we really don't like him. <laughs> we still have him under contract, but yeah. we're not big Riley Reef guys over yeah. here. And quite we're, frankly, the guy makes way too much money for his production level. You know what, guys? That's the type of GM I would love to be. All right, I got a few things to get off my chest. Boys, you know, the more, and I know it's not going to happen. So before you, you throw your computer or radio across the room, understand I'm about to say something that I believe should happen, but I get is not going to. All right? Reckless speculation. But I have talked myself into, and I wrote it last night for scorenorth.com. And the Score North app. Yeah. I. You know what? The Tua thing makes so much sense. The Tua thing. All right. Think about this, because people, and then people are like, Cousins is signed. You're not, but what's the ideal for Tua? He doesn't play this season, okay? So Kirk Cousins plays, Tua sits, and I know this does not help you to win a Super Bowl in 2020. But I got news for you: you ain't gonna win a Super Bowl. The other thing is when you do plug Tua in for 2021, guess what problem is largely addressed? Your offensive line. Tua throws left-handed. I've got a good right tackle. 
And two is more mobile, even though he exactly. broke his hip. Like. But what I'm saying is, we always think of, and correctly so, right-handed quarterback, left tackle, because it's important. But the strength of my line is is O'Neal, my right tackle. So when I plug Tua in, if I do plug him in, if I have him on my roster for 2021, now the thought process of how I build my offensive line can also change. Mm-hmm. I have really worked myself into saying, if Rami's right and he starts to fall, because I get you're not going to get up to five, but, but let's just say he falls to eight, nine, ten. Now you're Cleveland, and now you're to the Jets. Think about the opportunity presenting itself. Yeah. If you're a longtime Viking follower, the opportunity that you have now to address this and all of the things that might not be fixed immediately, but get fixed. Yeah. I love it. I'm trying to separate... What I would do versus what I think the Vikings are going to do, okay. and I just think the Vikings, I, I think it's almost indefensible if that if if Rami's right and there's a chance Tua falls because of the Wonder Lake, because of the hip, because you can't really get your hands on him like you would if there was no coronavirus. If he falls, it's a no brainer. I snap, draft him, and I worry about the rest later. And I love like I I hadn't thought about the left handed quarterback front like. Brian O'Neill is probably your most reliable offensive lineman right now. If you're going to project, like, who do you trust the most the next three to five years? Yes. And Brian O'Neill is probably that guy. Yep. And I love it even more because of what you just laid out. Rami, I hope I hope what you predicted comes to fruition so that we can either sit here and that celebrate it to or that we can crush them. But let's for say not he gets to 10, 11, 12. Yeah. I go get him. And you've got the you've got the draft ammunition to move up and get him? Yes. You just invested in your quarterback for two more years. You're not trading picks to go up and get a quarterback. But take well, take take away the name Kirk Cousins. Take away the like. You have a roster and you have made contract decisions, and those decisions are sunk costs. Like every contract decision you've made right now is a sunk cost. If something unexpected happens and someone falls into your lap, you know what? Let's go back to the 2004 NFL draft. That was the Aaron Rodgers draft, right? Oh four was it? Oh five. Five. And it's funny because Judd and I, one of our like most famous arguments on this show was Judd said, first, if you go back and first guess them, it was a mistake to not draft Aaron Rodgers. And I said, well, Dante Culpepper was coming off one of the best seasons of any quarterback in the NFL. Like You can't justify it. Kirk Cousins is not coming off of a Dante Culpepper 2004 season. Dante at the time was younger than Kirk Cousins is right now. It was more defensible to say, well, I mean, it's boy, if you had a need for a quarterback in 2004, Five that would have been nice to to have Aaron Rodgers, but the Vikings didn't need it. I think the Vikings need a quarterback now more than they did in two thousand five. I'm not arguing with you, and 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 just because you've made decisions contractually, if a player like if if a player falls that you think could be a ten year franchise quarterback, it doesn't like Kirk Cousins doesn't matter to me anymore. Cool, we'll figure that weird part out later. Go get the guy that you can build your franchise around for the but next you, ten when years. When you talk about sunken cost, to me that. That makes sense if we're talking about a contract that you signed sometime in the distant past and you've come to the realization that it's that it's not worth it, that it's not a good contract for you anymore. They just told you how much faith they have in Kirk Cousins moving forward. They now I'm not saying I agree with them. I'm not saying you should agree with them. I'm just telling you what the, the Vikings actions say to me, scream to me. They just told us exactly what they think of Kirk Cousins and how much faith they have in, in, in him for the next two or three years. The, the only curveball to that point is in the renegotiation and the two-year extension, which still obviously has three years left, they stripped out the no trade. That's, that's the workaround. 
That's the. This is a brutal business, and sometimes th- things change. And again, I I am not saying if two is going to go top five, he's gone. So I'm not saying that the Vikings have the collateral or ability or can make that trade. But if something starts to fall to you, Randy Moss fell to you. Adrian Peterson did. If you get a franchise quarterback, the potential for one, and a lot of people believe that this kid could be, be that, and if he's developed by the right team, I think the feeling, as Orlovsky said, is that he definitely could be that. This is suddenly a curveball and a changing thing, and Cousins can be traded, and the, the dead cap is still it's still big, but it's not as big as it currently would be if you move him before June 1st of 21. Yeah. Uh, in 2017, April 28, 2017, the price for the Kansas City Chiefs to move up to 10 was pretty steep. I'm trying to find it. Uh, they moved up from 27th to 10th in that draft. And they gave up their first round. So they gave up their 27th pick, obviously. They gave up their third round pick and a 2018 first rounder. So what we're talking about here is pretty comparable in that the Chiefs had a pick in the 20s. You actually, like if Tua falls toward 10th, it's it's less to give up, you would think, to move from 22nd to 10th than it would be for the Chiefs to move up from 27th to 10th. And the cost would be you swap first-round picks, you give up either next year's first-round pick, or maybe you just have to flat-out give up both of your first-round picks this year to make that happen. You still have a second, two-thirds, like... This is not that much to give up for a guy to move up 17 spots. The Chiefs moved up three years ago. And well, what if you're wrong? What if he's ponder? All right. What, like, I'd rather, like, I'd rather take a shot in the front. People lament the ponder thing so much. Oh my God. What if he's ponder? Okay. Then you say goodbye after two or three years and you try again. Like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what to tell you. The Vikings made the playoffs for Christian ponder and he was but terrible. What if he's not ponder? Correct. What, if, what if he spends what if eight to Deshaun Watson? Eight to 10 years. What if he's Andrew Luck? And 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 here, gentlemen, here is the worst case nightmare Vikings scenario. What if the Packers get aggressive and Tua starts to fall? And what if the Green Bay Packers in a few of our lifetimes end up going basically Favre, Rodgers, Tua? How do you feel then? Reckless speculation. I, told you, I, I quit football. I'm, I'm just... I'm throwing it out there I'm that out, the Green right. Bay Packers very, I think, very adroitly have looked at getting a quarterback because they know Dude. that Aaron, oh my God. that Brett got replaced. No. What? Oh no. my God. More? Oh my God. Reckless speculation. Loyal listener Chad sends us this tweet from Peter Schrager 40 minutes ago. Shrag- 40 I, minutes I, ago. I love Schrags. Love Schrags. Dude, Schrags is slinging some speculation. Uh, Reckless speculation. Shrags is at the front house right now. Shrags says, Tua is a wild card. If Miami and the Chargers both pass in the top 10, which they very very well might, it could be a longer evening than anyone expected for Tua. But that's reckless speculation. I keep telling you guys that's not true because someone's going to go up and get him. I don't think so, Judd. I really there aren't do. that many teams that are looking to spend 
assets. They're their major, major top assets on a quarterback right Which now. Which is why I'm saying if you if you are the Vikings and he gets to nine I, or ten, I agree that the calls. Lions make sense, but they're too dumb to make sense. So you can count the Lions out on drafting Matthew Stafford's replacement and then trading him a year from now. There's three teams ahead of the Vikings who might take Tua. I stand by this statement. Those three teams are the Dolphins, the Chargers, and the Raiders, and the Raiders might not even be on that list if Mike Mayock if, is doing anything but throwing smoke screens when he says they're happy with their quarterback position. If the Vikings don't go up and get him and he starts to fall, I hope to God the Packers do. Don't I, do that. I, I hope don't the Packers do that. stick no. it up all. No, why? All, because the Vikings will deserve that. No, Judd, I don't deserve I, that. You I, don't I deserve hope, that. Vikings fans, the NFC North I hope does the not deserve that. Get him. I all hope right? the Packers trade with the Jets or the Browns and get to a why, why, three quarterbacks. Why are you a masochist? Why do you hate yourself? Because if, why do you hate me? Because if the Vikings don't do what we tell them they should do, then they deserve that's like saying, the Packers. That's like saying... Then they deserve, you know what this is? This is like a child. You tell them, don't touch the stove. No. But if you do, you're going to get burned. And no. I ain't going to put the salve Judd, this is on like, your wound. This is like saying, if our leaders Tough don't love. do what they need to do to flatten the curve and stop the coronavirus, we deserve whatever we got coming to us. That's a ridiculous way to think. No, that's real life. This is football. This is the real Vikings life. Will deserve it. Me the quitting Bears, football the Bears is real will life. It. You know I will what? quit that, football. That's a chance I'm willing to take. No chance I'm willing to take. <laughs> yep. Either the Vikings make this trade or the Packers I don't deserve do. that. I didn't do anything to deserve that. Vikings fans listening to us right now did nothing to deserve that. We don't deserve it. Plus, if he goes top ten, I get twenty bucks from you. Hi, Pat. Well. Uh, as you guys are arguing about that, I'm sitting out here on the deck on a uh, nice uh, spring day, and I just started thinking about our surroundings, the planet Earth. When uh, you know, when you're in the middle of a pandemic, and it has just struck me for like the first time in 30 years, I looked at trees. Trees are really ugly without leaves. Do you know that when you're out here? And it's like late April, and they don't have any leaves yet. I mean, it's uh, they've lived their whole life going like six months a year, seven months a year, being extremely ugly. It's uh, it's kind of a Pat, deep thought I'm having here as I'm uh, looking at uh, looking at my surroundings. Why did you go thirty years between looking at trees? <laughs> Well, that's a lie. I know you watched some twins get. I was just gonna say, (laughs) how about those trees? Which, by the way, was the first ever block on uh, Twitter on Ricey was uh, when you uh, I, I issued a fair warning after about two months. No more tree jokes. After, when they went in the tank after they got rid of the trees and uh, they still were making tree jokes and I blocked I must have blocked a hundred people for tree jokes uh, so that's the last time I looked at trees though but uh, you know in, in these times when nothing's happening you start uh, worrying about your mortality and where you've been surrounded and uh, Earth itself, and it's, uh, it's 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 very deep thinking I'm doing out here on the deck today, and I'm not I haven't been worried about Tua too much, uh, so uh, but I think we're gonna we're gonna get that covered here. And uh, how many hours are we into the marathon now? We are seven, almost seven hours into thirty six hours of purple, Pat. Now we're rerunning some collar stuff, right? We're not like you guys aren't staying all night, are you? Oh no, you're. 
Your shift starts at 9 p.m. You didn't get my email. <laughs> well, yeah, you're taking calls. You know what? I got the spotlight here on the backyard. I can do it from right here on the deck and really have some deep thoughts. Sounds when good. The cars come out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, what's that one that looks like a dipper? What, what do we call that one? Uh, is that the little dipper or the big dipper? We can have. We'll take your call. Six five one. Let me say this about Tua. If you end up getting him. You cannot, and, and there is an exhibition season. Let's, let's really get uh, optimistic and say they are playing in August. You can't let him on the field for one down. You can't let him play in the exhibitions because if he comes in in the fourth quarter of a game against somebody's fourth teamers and goes four for five and throws a touchdown pass, the first time Cousins throws an incompletion, they'll all be pulling the hell out of him. And uh, wanting uh, wanting Tua to come in the game, uh, you can't give Cousins that contract. You know, I would give Tua if I could, too, but I would put him in complete mothballs yep. for one year and Love let him it. get healthy. Never let him play. Never let him get a glimpse of him. In fact, don't even let him come to the stadium on game day. <laughs> uh, you know, keep him completely hidden from these morons because you're giving Cousins. Zero chance to get him on his side if uh, if they know two is there. All we have to do is remember Gino Toretta. Uh, Gino Toretta was what the I third string quarterback for the Italian who Salisbury and who? Yeah. What's that? Uh, who was the th- who were the other two? Oh, Rich, Rich Rich Gannon. It might have been Gannon. Yeah, would have been Salisbury and Gannon. Yeah, Toretta played never played in the regular season. Never never got a snap. Uh, I don't believe, and he, but he had a couple of good fourth quarters in the exhibition games at Kansas and at City, end, and, and at the end of the year, yep, the Star Tribune had uh, this is before the internet, you know, it really was, this was like, you know, call this number, press one for Geno, two for Salisbury, three for Gannon, who you want to be the quarterback. Geno got eighty nine percent of the vote, and wow. we'd never seen him. Wow. You would get 100%. Yeah, you couldn't do it. Mothball wow. him. It's a great be, idea, Pat. It would yeah, hide him and let him get healthy. We know? love yep. backup quarterbacks here. Taylor Heineke, Kyle <laughs> <laughs> Bethel Thompson, Kyle Sloter. There, the outrage nobody, over Kyle Sloter last summer. <laughs> I was going to say, nobody was greater than Kyle Sloter, who, uh, yeah, it was, uh, Heine- who was the one? Was that Heineke that Chili? Chili wouldn't. Who wouldn't Chili give a chance to? We were mad about some guy. Thigpen? Like that he liked Thigpen. Thigpen. Tyler Thigpen. Yeah, that that was his guy. Got taken by uh, Kansas City. He and, was mad. And Thigpen actually got to start a few games at Buffalo or something. Yes, he yes. Mike was almost uh, signed him back. Yeah. yeah. Tyler Thigpen, yeah, we were, he made 11 starts for, for Kansas City in yep. 2008, and then he became a backup for Buffalo. I do think you think Tyler, if he'd hung around and done a little better, would still be the starter at Kansas City, or you think maybe they found a better solution than that one? <laughs> maybe, <laughs> you know, yeah, it is uh, the American public and uh, the football public and backup quarterbacks is a strange phenomenon, isn't it? Well, it's just it's it's such an easy solution. Like you you know that you have a problem with your bad starting quarterback, and so you just assume that the solution must be this other guy. With no thought that maybe that guy sucks too. Like we never think here, about that possibility. It's really like politics. Here's I Collar and uh, Rosenthal's 
fellas had a good uh, had a good discussion the other day about this. I heard him. I was texting back and forth with Matthew last night. This, uh, you know, how many quarterbacks have been ruined by playing too soon in the modern NFL? Yeah. You know, the, the guy, you know, Christian Ponder, if he never played that first year, might have had a better chance, right? Tarveris uh, Jackson, coming out at 1AA, should not have ever played till his third year. He started 12 games his second year. And that never used to be the case. I guess part of it is free agency that you have to, you know, you have to decide quicker whether uh, whether you think a guy can play or not. But it's just, uh, you know, they just rush these guys in there now, and uh, they ruin all kinds of them. Even the best, even the best young guys, Carr and guys like that, who were what the, the one in Houston who looked like he had a had a chance and ended up getting knocked around so much and didn't know what he was doing and ended up being a stiff David Carr. And uh, I got the right one. The older brother of the guy in... Uh, yeah, in, uh, yep, Dave Derek. Carr. Yeah, the older brother Carr. Yeah, I mean, he looked like he had some talent. And by the time he got done getting hit and not knowing his reads and doing anything, he was a complete blubbering idiot. And they, they really ruined a lot of young quarterbacks. So there would be nothing wrong with not by, by drafting Tua and not playing him till the end of his second year for two games, you know? I like the Pat's on board with our theory here, though. He's one what? with nature and on board with our theory. Something's wrong. <laughs> Very Pat, are you feeling okay? <laughs> you ordinarily don't agree with us, and now you're looking at trees. I had a good, uh, I had a good day today. Went out and saw the grandkids, and uh, they started talking about scary movies they'd seen. And Luke, the nine-year-old, thought he had it all figured out he says whenever you're watching a scary movie and you think the star of the movie is going to die right off the bat he's not going to because he's the star of the movie well smart kid sharp observation smart i said okay but two years from now you watch the original psycho and then come back and talk to me about your theory yeah that's true true. love that movie (laughs) the beautiful janet lane you know, Janet Lee did not last long. Hey, Pat, uh, one non-football, non-draft item I wanted to throw your way before we wrap up. Remember the other day when I told you MJ could have gone pro in baseball if he had if he had stuck with it? Turns out he could have gone pro in baseball right out of the NBA because former Oakland A's general manager Sandy Alderson told your guy, Buster Olney, on a recent edition of the Baseball Tonight podcast that he offered Jordan a spot on the major league roster in 1994 when he retired from the Bulls. What? I had a lot of uh, respect for Sandy before you just told me that. So, uh, <laughs> Sandy and I know each other well. I always got along with him when he was uh, running. Uh, who was he running in our division? Uh, the uh, was he Kansas City? Where was he? Oakland, I he thought. At, yeah, Oakland. Oakland the in the West. We saw him all the time. He was great. But uh, he's obviously by 1994 he was getting a little senile. So uh, <laughs> that was too bad. And then he ran the Mets. Yes, yes, he did run the Mets, but uh, yeah. he admits yeah. that it would have just been about the interest generated. He says <laughs> yes, it, he right. said it wasn't about we've got, got a spot for him. He's got a particular yeah. skill, it's Charlie Finley. Move. We've got Michael Jordan on our team, and the interest that would have generated. He would not hit fourth for Chris Reavers, Fairball Lakers. Let me tell you. <laughs> he would hit sixth or seventh behind for the if the pitching preacher for the Fairball Lakers faced Jordan, he would strike him out four straight times. <laughs> That's amazing. All right, Pat, we'll talk to you. We'll recap everything on Friday. 
Be be happy you're not a tree in the spring, man. You are ugly. I want to tell you. <laughs> Goodbye. Right, see ya. So, wrapping with Royce here. Every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, powered by oh, Josh Arnold Investments. You think he just finally like sat down and looked at trees for for the first time in approximately twenty five years? Somebody might want to check on Pat tomorrow just to make sure. What's next? Squirrel commentary? You think he's only? It's possible he's not only looking at trees. <laughs> no, he's doing. Yeah, you're probably right, Robbie. <laughs> you know, I wouldn't blame him in this environment. Uh, that's a wrap for us today. We'll be back Thankfully. tomorrow as Mackie and Jeb with Rami. But Rami's sticking around. Collar's coming in for some bo- bonus Purple Daily as part of 36 Woo! hours of Purple. I mean, yeah, I am. Knock him dead, Rami. Let's go. 36 hours of Purple here on Score North and the Draft K 1K giveaway on I the Score North I just did a uh, PFF mock draft. I want to run by Collar. Beautiful. Really liking it. Beautiful. Really, really liking so it. So stay right here on Score North and the Score North app. As always, wrapping with Royce Power by Josh Arnold Investments, Judd. And yes, right now, time to talk to Mr. Money Talk, Josh Arnold, where you always get straight talk, not sugar-coated advice. You can get that straight talk by calling Josh direct at 952-925-5608, or you can listen to Josh right now with the Market Minute. Hi, Josh. Judd, I hope you're doing well and enjoying this beautiful, <laughs> beautiful spring day. The market had some enjoyment today as the Dow finished up 456 points, reclaiming a little bit of the 1,200 Dow points that it lost on Monday and Tuesday. Sometimes you can say, well, if it's Wednesday during a bear market or during a recession, the market is up, um, and we don't know what the rest of the week is going going to look like, but we did get confirmation that the Senate unanimously passed additional relief, and hopefully the House will pass additional re- that, that bill tomorrow. That could add a little bit of additional fuel to the market. Meantime, earnings have been coming apace, and some positive earnings from, I'll even say, Judd, one of your favorite companies, Chipotle, an awful lot of calories are consumed there, and despite Chipotle missing on both the earnings and revenue number and not providing guidance, Chipotle said they saw a huge increase in their digital orders. Plus, they made some very nice comments relating to their employees and their employee benefit uh, program, and Chipotle saw a big increase in its stock price. Chipotle has uh, been on fire for the last number of years as um, foodies, well, maybe not so much foodies, but hungry, hungry uh, individuals crave the calories that Chipotle brings. And with Chipotle moving up, that helped Starbucks. Starbucks, by the way, cut a deal with Beyond Meat the other day for serving Beyond Meat products at Starbucks locations in China. Starbucks had a big day, and as did McDonald's and even Darden Restaurants, and Darden Restaurants was able to raise some additional capital. Point with that, plenty of capital available for all kinds of companies that need it. United Airlines uh, floated a secondary stock offering, which was below their stock price, but that was 
that was seen as a positive uh, going forward, and that could help not only United but help Delta, American Airlines, and Southwest, particularly as um, as people return to flying over the over the course of the next year. Airlines are not a place that I want to invest in right now, but I would look at at some of the restaurants. Uh, particularly, we'll say, a Starbucks, which continues to do well. Another company that uh, showed earnings last night was Netflix. And Netflix, uh, their, their numbers were more in line, but they saw a big, big increase in subscribers. Some, many of those subscribers will probably not stay with them, but Netflix's uh, earnings report showed that legacy media, uh, and particularly advertising on legacy media, is going to be tough to come by. So that did not help uh, Fox or Viacom, uh, to name two of the legacy media. I'd be a little bit cautious right now with legacy media and would still focus on the stay-at-home, work-at-home uh, uh, theme that I have talked about for a while. I will say the strategy that Ten seconds, Josh. I have been, strategy that I've been employing has continued to work as we now continue to be positive for this year versus negative uh, for the S&P. More information, give me a call, 952-925-5608. Investment advisor services offered by Josh Arnold Investment Consultant, LLC, a registered advisor in the state of Minnesota. Past performance is no guarantee of future results. All investments involve risk.